Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next couple of hours, two hours, we're going to be talking about cars, and you're certainly welcome to join us. The easy way to do that is just give us a call, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open right now. We have five lines. Gil will be answering the call. He's going to ask you what your name is, and he's going to ask you, uh, you know, real briefly uh, what kind of car you got. But he's more than anything else he's going to say to you, tell us what kind of car you have, and, and then let's talk about symptoms, and it's kind of a give-and-take thing. So we're going to have questions for you. Sitting to my right is Kevin Bright. He's from Automo- Automotive Dynamics, 99th Avenue in Grand, and you've been there for a couple of months? 13 years. <laughs> okay, all right. But you've been in the Valley in a technician's position or in management position or service writer position for how long? 29 years. Okay. And that's about what we've been here uh, in, in, uh, and I'm talking to my son, Alan, that's about what we've been in our building right now. Yes. Okay. All right. And then sitting across the studio from me is, a, what's your name? Mark Salem. Oh, boy, that's a bad thing to carry the rest of your life. Is it, is it, what's it like having that name? Sometimes good, sometimes bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. It'll be more good than bad. But people will ask you car questions once you get a little older. And yes. w- when that happens, then you're going to have to answer them. Yes. Y- yeah, you're going to have to. Y- y- and it's just tell them the truth or you just kind of BS your way through it. Those are the two things you do. All righty. All right. This portion of Unahood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service. They've been fixing cars and caring for their customers since 1972. You should choose IMM because they do good in every fashion. They prioritize your work. They offer you a to-the-penny estimate, and that includes sales tax, environmental charges, shop supplies. They only do the authorized work, and they're going to guarantee that the work they do fixes the problem you have. But more important than that is is they deal in Volvo, Saabs, Fiat, and Alfa Romeos. But no matter what you got in your garage... So you can have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or Alfa Romero, but you can have a Chevy, a Ford, a Chrysler, a Honda, Toyota, and they do them all. Unlike most other shops, most of us don't like Volvo, Saabs, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo, but they do both of them really, really well. They're in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. They're just south of the 202, just west of the 101, and they've been around, like I said, since 1972. All right, I want to tell you both a funny story. Guy brings his Toyota truck in. And it's got a heck of a squeak. And it's a squeak he can't find, nobody can find, and it's just driving him crazy. So our tech takes it out for a ride, and he comes back and he goes, this is an obnoxious loud squeak. But I can't see it either. I can't picture it. I don't know where it's at. It's just kind of, I don't know if it's right, left, front, or back. So he takes another tech with him. And so that tech is kind of, then he stops and he says, well, I want to get in the bed of the truck. And so he gets in the bed, the other guy drives, and you're not going to believe what they found. First of all, they fixed it for free. They found an acorn stuck between the bed and the cab. No kidding. That, and, and, and they took a screwdriver and popped out the acorn and it was gone. Uh. <laughs> now, what's the possibility of that? And everybody agrees that it was really loud and obnoxious. And obviously, as the bed and the and the cap yeah. twist and, and turn, then that's going to cause the problem. So last week, did you have anything in your side of the business, Alan, that uh, 
was a knock your socks off kind of thing <clears throat> excuse me no not really no we were uh we were busy but uh yeah, we were busy. Yeah, yeah. You weren't even at work last week. You, you. Uh, how about the week before? Anything? Um, no, nothing. You nothing. Think, you you see a lot of broken stuff, though, don't you? Yeah, we see a lot of broken stuff. Usually, yeah, not not a lot of not a lot of um, squeaks and rattles, stuff like that. More broken okay. stuff. Not running stuff. Okay. Hey, Kevin, how about you? You guys do engines all the way down? Absolutely. We do everything from oil changes to engines and everything in between. Okay. And do you have a sweet spot as far as cars are concerned, or is there another list of cars that you thank them but tell them you're not the best shop? To be honest with you, we are not afraid to take on really any maker model. Uh, we don't specialize in European vehicles. Where we're at in Sun City, we don't see a lot of you know Mercedes, BMW, Jaguar, Saab, things of that nature. Um, we see more domestic cars, Buicks, uh, Mercury, Grand Marquis, things of that nature are far more popular in Sun City. But again, we're not afraid to take on anything. Okay. And we give it our, you know, our best on any make or model. Motorhomes? No, we have an RV dealership at 91st and Grand called Sun City RV. So we send the motorhomes over there. They okay. have a service department that uh, is much better equipped to accommodate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, and then this is all owned by the Nyday family. It certainly is. And, and Chuck is the dad and Derek is the son. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of that relationship because there appears to be some kind of a change where uh, Chuck is kind of moving towards having Derek run it very much like I'm doing that with Alan. Sir. And Derek's doing a lot better than Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it, I'm, I'm kidding you, of course, but um, it, it's not. You left, and you had a, a Ford truck out there that was just giving everybody some fits. And do you know if they fixed it or found out the problem? Adam, Adam was working on it, and it was, an, it, it was a classic um, hard crank, long crank, hot restart. You remember, or did Adam talk to you about that? No, yeah. I haven't okay. heard that. Now, it, it's very similar, I thought, to the diesel truck that we use for a shop where we had an intermittent, car, uh, only hot, a long crank. Okay. So. I think I talked to the gentleman before I left, but, uh, but yeah, no, I don't, uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard the, I'm sure I'll find out tomorrow, I haven't yeah. heard that. No big deal. All righty. Hey, you guys ready? We're going to take to Jim, or talk to Jim. Jim, good morning to you. How can I help you? Uh, Mark, I had a question on picking a vehicle to tow a travel trailer. I'd like to be able to have a full-size RV. I'm looking at a Chevy Tahoe or a Ford Expedition. Now, the Tahoe is a 5.3-liter V8. Kind of, Tahoe is kind of straightforward. The Expedition is that EcoBoost 3.5-liter twin turbo. What do you think of that as opposed to a V8 in towing? Well, first of all, what's more important than anything else is what's the weight of the trailer you're going to pull? Well, I haven't bought a trailer yet, but the, um, the Tahoe has a maximum tow of 8,600 Expedition 9,200. Okay. So, so, you, so I have to stay, you know, within that, under that. But. Okay. You can't be over that. If right. you've got a towing of 8,000 and uh, as that's the limit and your trailer's at 9,000, you can't do that. Now, here's something yeah. else. If you're going off the sticker on the side of the trailer, that's gross weight. And and so at that point, you can subtract about 800 to 1,000 worth of people and beer and bedding and all that other kind of stuff. Right. But still, you got to cap it. Um, Al, yeah. wh wh what do you think? I'll, I'll tell you what I think. But um, I would buy the EcoBoost if it were me. Okay. Okay. Um, I wasn't didn't know what you know two turbos on a little V6 how it was. No, they you know. they they work really well. They had some problems early. 
Um, but that's a really good engine. I think if I were to buy another gas engine in a in a pickup or something, that would probably be my choice. Uh-huh. Uh, they do tow real good. I got a lot of customers that drive them and that tow probably more than they should be towing. And um, they make good power. They're very, you know, reliable. I think if it were me, I would probably stick with that. Although my first choice, if I was going to stick with a half ton, I'd, I'd, I'd try to do like a Dodge uh, Eco Diesel, the half ton pickup yeah. crew cab with an Eco Diesel. The problem is the pickups will not fit in the garage, and that's you you will. Gotcha. Understand? It, they'll fit in the yeah. garage. You just put them in four wheel drive and kind of bend that front <laughs> wall out, and and, uh, and you won't have any problem. I I, I want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. What kind of EGTs, exhaust gas temperature, is he likely to run hauling an eight or 9,000-pound trailer to Flagstaff? It's all limited. It's all limited in the... But that's fine. But once we start limiting the EGTs, we're taking power away from that guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the options he gave us, the 5.3. Y- yeah, that, I mean... Oh, that, that's, that's, that's a... a how do you say it nicely? Well, it, they had a lot of issues after 07 and the 5.3, oh, oh 07 up to like 13. Do they make the six zero in the Tahoe this this time six around? Six two, six two. But it's just it's it's the same thing. The four eight, the five three, six two. They all have the same issues. Cams? Are you talking yeah, about cams, cams lifters? But don't you think after two thousand seven that sooner or later they're going to figure this out? It's still happening. Okay. I mean, thirteen. I, we've done them as late as thirteen. Okay. So so what's happening is is the car comes in, it's got a clatter, and we look at it, and the camshaft has rubbed a lobe off of it. And so to ca- to replace the camshaft, you replace all the roller lifters, so the fr- intake comes off, um, the whole front of the engine comes off, and the radiator, the condenser, the grill, because the f- camshaft has to come out the front. And by the time you, now I think you have to pull the heads or have yes, I believe you have to pull the heads to get to the rockers. Yes. Okay. So you have to pull the heads, then you have to put all new roller rockers and all new uh, and a new camshaft. And have we done one over again? I guess is the uh, no, not one over again. Okay. We typically, I, I typically try not to go back with a factory uh, uh, camshaft if if at all possible. Okay. All right. So there you go. Um, I like the Dodge idea. I like uh-huh. the 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 because we both. First of all, let me just tell you up front, we both drive Dodges. Yeah, and, I, I listen to the show as much as I can. I know you have a Dodge and like it. Well, it, it, mine isn't just because it's Dodge. It's because it's a half-ton diesel. I mean, I think I would, uh-huh. I mean, the, the Titan has the new uh, Cummins. Um, I mean, I would I would try to find something with the diesel, if at all uh-huh. possible, and you could fit it in the garage. But of those two, of, of the two options you gave me, I, I, I would personally go towards the EcoBoost. And it's a 5.3 issue. That, that's all it is. The 5.3 has got its own set of problems, well, but you like the twin turbo. Y- yeah, it's not necessarily twin turbo. I just it's, it they're just. Uh, I mean, those five threes are dogs. I mean, no, you're right. I mean, I I've had a couple of them, and I just I don't know. Well, the, the five zero was a three zero two, so a five three might be a three twenty seven. Three twenty seven. Yeah, three twenty seven. So uh, in a V eight kind of vernacular, yeah, 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 right. a three a, a three fifty is a five seven. Yeah. So and really and truly, the, I I would go along with you on the twin turbo just because we're comparing it to the five three. Right, right. Because right, the, right. we see lots of five threes. We make a lot of money fixing the stupid five threes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there you go, buddy. Okay. One other question, if I can, real okay. quick. Also on the expedition, it has independent rear suspension. Any more? Anything, especially towing a trailer or a lot, maintenance wise, because of the shafts on that, or isn't that isn't that anything to be concerned about? Um. Well, no. I think he's going to have rear. He's going to have axle boots on that thing, close to seventy-five to a hundred thousand miles. I Kevin, agree. okay, and we're going to have a nicer ride by far, by For far, sure. by far. 
Um, and with the exception of the four boots, two on the left, two on the right, we have an inner and an outer. The outers are going to take the biggest beating. We do those We do those two or three to one on the inners. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that okay. as well. So you're going to do the outside. If you just do the outside when they torn and start throwing grease, then you're going to do the outsides two or three to one, every one inside. Now, what kind of a cost associated with those? Kevin? You know, it, it, Anymore, it's almost just as costly yes. to replace the entire axle shaft than just a boot. That's what we do. Um, average, I'm going to say probably three to four hundred per axle. You bring up a great point. Both of you bring up a great point. Mm-hmm. We used to do boots one by one, but now the aftermarket reconditioned axles are just so much better and cheaper. The labor is a tremendous savings because all we're doing is is pulling the axle. Well, it's not just as easy to pull the axle out. We're going to have to disassemble stuff to get the axle out, but we're just going to take the axle out, put a new axle in, and you start all over again. And I agree with your three and $400 aside. Right. Brand, yeah. brand new axle. Both both boots are new. And to be honest with you, most of our suppliers offer a lifetime warranty on those axles. Okay. So even if you're doing them again down the road, you might pay the labor over again, but they, the, the part, essentially. Right, but they're not going to do the boots, right? Just the axle. The axle shaft itself. Okay. Well, you're right. You're, if the okay. boot tears, tears down the road. Yeah, they're, they're going to do that. That might be their story. All right, we're going to take a break. at 17 minutes after the hour. Thank you very much, Jim. And the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. You've got three guys here that have worked on cars before, and then you've got two guys that are going to work on cars before, are going to work on cars, right, Mark? Yes, sir. Okay, and we'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Getting ready to start flipping houses overnight for a nice profit? The NV Real Estate Academy is now giving away their fortunes in flipping kit for free. This kit has helped thousands of rookie investors just like you learn how to flip houses for large profits, and it can help you too. Call now to get your free kit and learn the secrets of flipping houses with other people's money or partnering with the NV Real Estate Academy Network to get your deals funded. Plus, you'll get their new groundbreaking tax lien investing kit that'll show you how to earn government-secured returns up to 18% annually and how to buy highly discounted tax delinquent properties. Call 1-800-614-2092 now to get your free kit. Call 800-614-2092 now and you'll also get free tickets to a live training event with a free meal, MP3 player, and a flash drive loaded with vital information, plus a national government auction list of properties for sale. All free just for attending. Call 800-614-2092 800-614 The media landscape has changed. Let's be clear. Donald Trump will lose the election. Wrong. I personally think this race is over. To me, this race is over. Politico's latest survey agrees, quote, Clinton will crush Trump. Wrong. From major network television down to local radio. 
Fake news is being exposed. You are fake news. But there's one station that doesn't talk at you, but with you. One station that doesn't talk about important people, but to them. There's one station that doesn't pretend to be what it isn't. That station is the number one conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Don't stand for entertainment in place of information. Stand with The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot isn't just a trend, it's a statement. Your voice, your station. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot. Together, we will make America great again. Hugh Hewitt in the morning to Larry Elder at night with the best live show in the Valley at 3 p.m. with Seth and Chris. The only conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem here with Alan Salem. We got Rex Salem. We're going to talk to him. And Kevin Bright from Automotive Dynamics, 99th Avenue in Grand. And Kevin and I have a little gray hair between the two of us. So we've been around the block more than a couple of times. Let me introduce our new guest. And what's your name today? Rex Salem. Yeah. And what did you do this morning? Um, I went to my baseball practice. And what position do you play? Um, I want to play catcher. I don't know what position I'm going to play yet, but I'm thinking I'm going to play catcher or first base. And what, what school do you go to? Um, Tarwater Elementary. Tarwater? Yes. Yeah, you got a girlfriend yet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Can you believe second. that he admitted that? <laughs> How old are Wait, you? Wait. I didn't know about this. Yes, you did. <laughs> Whoa. We're going to have and to talk off the air here. What's your name? Peyton. Peyton? Okay. Does she know you like her? Um, yes. Okay. And how old is she? She's like seven or eight. Okay. All right. All right. Well, listen, I'm impressed that you even admitted that because Seriously. I know your brother wouldn't admit that. Oh, boy. All right. He doesn't even have a girlfriend, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big whip. That's what he is. How old are you? Eight. And how old's your brother? He's ten. Okay. All right, you better be able to whip him when you say stuff like that. I will. <laughs> All right. Hey, real quick, Kevin, we yes, were sir. talking about this 5.2 Tahoe versus the Expedition, and I didn't ask you, what do you think? I'll be perfectly honest with you. For, for towing purposes, I think that Dodge has such a great proven track record that it can't be beat. And, and, and Alan brought up the half-ton now that they offer, but the Cummins diesel that are in those Dodge pickups, they've, they've just been around forever. And I'll be honest with you, I've got customers that have uh, – those particular powertrains that have 300,000, I've got a, a one in my lot right now that has 649,000 miles on it, and that belonged to our company, Sun City RV, and they use that truck for uh, moving units around the lot, but if they did shows or different events and things of that nature, that, that truck just is a workhorse. I mean, it, it's... You can't hardly kill it. Yeah. I, I, you guys are right. The Cummins is, is the best of the three options. So the Tahoe, the Expedition, and the Cummins. But if he's going to do the Expedition, it holds a lot more people. Um, sure. The, the Expedition with the independent suspension, I think, is an improvement on the overall ride. Sure. Now, he brought up needing an SUV because the truck wouldn't fit in the garage. That Cummins is not really going to be an option for him if that's mandatory. Right. You know, the SUV part of it. Well, he'll just have to talk to his wife and figure out how to build a new one in the backyard. I would say build I mean, a bigger garage. Yeah, bigger, <laughs> absolutely. Or buy a house. House with a bigger garage. <laughs> yep. I don't think there's a problem. Dan, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning, Dan? 
Uh, yes, I'm looking for RV tires on the west side of town. Well, I'm just wondering uh, where to go and what would you recommend? Well, um, Kevin, here next to me uh, from Autodynamics, you got RV tires. Well, you, you know what? To be perfectly honest with you, we don't offer RV tires, but our neighbor next to Sun City RV, 91st and, and uh, Grand, is S&S Tire. Oh. And, you know, I'll give He's a little a plug guy. here because they're great guys. We've, we've had a great relationship for many years. But yeah. when we have uh, RVs even in our dealership, um, we do send them over to S&S, and they've done a great job, have for forever. Let me tell you about S&S, Dan. You can walk in there, and you can say, you know, this is the size tire, size tire I want. And they're going to have three different brands, three different levels, and they're going to give you good, better, best pricing. What you have to do is look at your RV, and it's going to say this in really small print. Maximum load single, maximum load double at this PSI. You need that information when you go talk to them. And that's going to tell them. I'll give you an example. If the coach, how many tires has a coach got on it? Six? It's got six, yeah. Two in the, two in the front and four in the back. Okay, so One axle in the back. Okay, so six tires. And if the thing weighs 30 pounds, then each tire has to have a 5,000-pound capability. Six times five is 30. You can't put a 4,500-pound tire, and you can't put a 4,000-pound tire underneath that, that motorhome. So that's the only information you need, or the gross vehicle weight, which is a sticker on your left knee when you're driving it. So the gross vehicle weight will work as well. But I agree with you. S&S Tire is the place to go. Absolutely. They're very knowledgeable, and I'm certain they can fix you up. All righty, Dan, okay. thank you very much. And, and Gil? Um, are you related to the guild that runs this operation that's the pilot of this show? That's why I called. Oh, well, heck <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're at your service, buddy. Go, go ahead. Uh, 2000 Taurus. Yeah, it's got like 130,000 miles on it. It's like in. Okay, hang, hang on a minute. If you're on Bluetooth or something like that, can you can you kind of change from that because you're cutting in and out? Um, did we lose him? I don't know. Sounds like it. Yeah. Maybe Gil's talking to him. Okay. Oh, he's still there. Um, you, you know what, Gil? Uh, if you want, and you're on a cell phone, if you got a landline, call us back. We'll get you right on. But either we've lost you, or um, if, if you you've lost service, or your wife's unplugged the doggone phone on you because she doesn't want you to tell tell us what the deal is, and we're going to side with her anyway. So that's the path of least resistance. All righty, Jim. Good morning to you. How can we help you? Um, yeah, my future ex-son-in-law has a 2008 Ford um, Escape Hybrid, and the issue is is that it won't start. So we took it into the dealership, uh, Ford dealer. And the Ford dealer said that it's a high-voltage battery. They kept it for about three weeks. They tried to charge it, and basically the, they say that the high-voltage battery is just gone. shot. So I went out. I uh, went on eBay, bought a used one. Haven't put it in yet. Hasn't arrived yet. But I'm just trying to figure out, you know, if, if he gets this thing, what should he do to set it up in such a way where it's not going to do that again? Oh, that's that's not your problem. <laughs> I see a lot of other oh, issues prior to that. Oh, baby. Um, I, I want to tell you, I would never buy a used uh, 
hybrid battery off of the internet. Never. Not do only that. that, I don't know that I'd in, be install one in your garage. Either. That's Absolutely. the second part of yeah. it. Now, come on, oh, you sorry. guys. No, you're right. You're, the second part is, is you don't have a clue, and it's very sophisticated to down that electrical system and then put that battery in there and then bring it back up. That's correct. Oh, I'm not going to install it. I just wanted to. I just got it so that we could bring it to the dealer and they could deal with it from there. Uh, did you get their that? permission before you did that? No. Okay. No. I'm thinking you're going to run into problems because this is what they likely are going to say. They're going to say, um, if this doesn't work, then the question now becomes, is the battery not working or is the installation not working? And most of us want to avoid that kind of disruption. So, it, and, but if you got one, I'm sure you can find somebody to put it in for you. But it's sophisticated, and it's kind of like bringing a computer out of the ground and putting a uh, and and getting it in service. So you have to really know what you're doing, and you have to follow the procedure exactly. And there could be as many as 15 or 20 steps through this process. I'll tell you so something else. Think? Too is the last question was is how can you avoid this from happening again? I don't think you can. Right, Being no. nine years old, th those batteries just wear out. And 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 he said two thousand eight, two thousand nine years old. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th I th we see them on on Priuses earlier than that. I don't think that there's anything you could do. I don't think there's any. But they do refurbish them, and those yeah, batteries right. have. I want you to picture this. This box is huge, like a foot locker, and inside is hundreds, if not thousands, of D cell batteries. And, and and they go through and they test and, and the refurbished guys go through and they keep the new and the, or keep the good ones, clearly good ones, and they replace the bad ones. We've installed a couple of those from a, a company that we really like and we really trust. And even though we had a couple of bumps in the road on the front side, today it's seamless. Right. And so, um, yeah, the answer is, is if you've already got nine years, then you've already hit a home run. So then basically the car is just junk. No, no. Everybody says that, but once you put a battery in it, I mean, have you priced a battery from another company installed? I well, you know, honestly, no. Okay. Uh, we basically looked at the dealer, and the dealer said, "Yeah, it's about ten grand." And okay, that's, that's about where his mouth <laughs> right. dropped, and he said, "Forget." All right, All right. Kevin, I'm going to ask you when, I, when we come back. Give me your range, Alan. If you know the range, but I know pretty much the same. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're seven seven seconds away from uh, taking this break. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half-Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half-off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the (laughs) ShelterPetProject.org. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. 960 The Patriot, with the most important voice, yours. Have your voice heard. Use the hashtag I'm with the Patriot on Twitter or Facebook now. Welcome back, everybody. Let's uh, turn off the speakers, and we get the the and Kevin Bright from Auto, Automotive Dynamics, 99th Avenue and Grand, is sitting here next to me. He's been in this business for 20, 29 years, right, Kev? Yes, sir. And my name is Mark Salem, and let me tell you about Larry Harker's Auto. He's been around a while, since, since 1967. He's at 38th Avenue and Indian School, and he's probably one of the di- best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life. His name is Bob. Ellen is his wife, and she handles the front counter and the phones. But he's the kind of guy that you can go in and wave the proverbial red flag in front of. You say, Bob, there's nobody in town that can fix this car. I don't know what to do. And he'll just smile at you and say, give me your keys. 
So he's really, really good. He's at 38th Avenue in Indian School. I'm pretty proud to have him on my best car repair shops list and to be able to recommend him to you. We're going to finish up with James on the, uh, the no-start battery issue on his escape. Historically speaking, and in general speaking, when you're bidding against a battery at a dealership, where does your price end up relating to them? In most circumstances, it's probably 50 to 60% of the dealer's price. Okay, so at a $1,000 battery, you're going to be at 500 600 In most cases, providing there is a good quality aftermarket battery available that would be applicable for, for that type of car. Yeah. Now, who's the company that has a variety of parts that takes parts and makes them better, and part of their line is help? Dorman. Dorman. Dorman's the company that, that really kind of remakes most OE whether it be a window regulator, switches, things of that nature, they specialize in remaking, you know, manufacture original equipment type parts. And in almost every case, they're making them better. So yes. you've got a Honda that's got the motor and the regulator as one. You can't buy them separate. So now you can. They'll right. sell you the regular, and they'll sell you new rivets, and they'll sell you all the package. So they're taking a lot of problem areas and making them better. Yeah. But we're doing a lot of batteries with them as well, and we can keep our prices down. So to answer your questions, James, I think you ought to call around. I think you ought to give them the information and ask them to bid a battery and tell them you want to, I want to write the check before I leave our house. And, uh, but I don't, I don't think you should uh, get rid of the car. Um, I think if the car's gone seven years on one battery, then I would think it would be fair to say that it's going to go another five or seven based on if the same person's driving it. Indeed. Obviously, James, if you turn this over to a 16-year-old kid, <laughs> it might be a different story. But anyway, Tony, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Hey, Mark. Hey, I have a weird question here. I have a 92 F250, and the check engine light comes on. When I hit between 30 and 35 miles an hour, if I turn the truck off, engine light goes off, and it doesn't turn back on again until I hit 30, 35 miles an hour. Truck runs fine. It's got 170,000 miles on it, but before I take it in the shop, I thought I'd give you a holler. All right. Wait, wait. Listen. I'm hitting it to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Kevin here. Um, with that type of vehicle in that era, it's got the uh, OBD-1 type uh, computerized engine controls. So it's a little more complex than the newer OBD-2 to, to accurately um, trace down that, tip, that particular problem. But nevertheless, it should set a trouble code um, that any shop should be able to retrieve and, and be able to take things from there. But it sounds like it, it might not just be speed related. It might be engine RPM related as well. And it could be really a variety of different things that would be related to you know, engine RPM or or speed in general. It could also be the failure of a coil or a spark plug and picking up an engine misfire. Oh, absolutely. But the, here's the problem, Tony. You're asking a question that you don't want the shop following. You don't want them to try to figure out why, because here's the reason. Once you find the problem and fix it, that will answer the question why the 30-mile-an-hour limit's there. Absolutely. So this is a question that you can answer after you fix the truck, but to chase this question is a bad idea for you. Okay. So you just go in and you say, I got a check engine light. There should be some historical information, right? Yes. So they're going to go in and look at the historical. But I want to remind you, Tony, the check engine light says this Your problem is in Ohio. You have to find the city, the street, the address, the zip code, and that's the hard part. I'm going to remind everybody that 25% of the O2 codes we see necessitate some repair of an O2 sensor. 75% 
is a vacuum leak, a plugged fuel filter, <laughs> an exhaust problem, um, all the other stuff. But only 25% necessitates a uh, an O2 sensor as far as our world is concerned. So I would just take it in. And, and I think the diagnostic, I'm in the 75 to 125 range for everybody in town. How did I do for you? Yeah, we're pretty close to that. We're generally 115 okay. for, for most diagnostic uh Okay, so you've kind of fixed yours. And frankly, I'm trying to cover everybody in town. So I'm going the 75, 125, because that kind of covers everybody. Sure. But I'm with you. We're at 118 to 125. We're going to hit it somewhere along that line. Yeah. All righty. Good luck to you, you. Tony. Thank you very much. And Bob. Bob, how can I help you today? Hi, Mark. My son has a 2014 GMC pickup with a 5.3. Okay. I just heard you saying there were some, is there any problems he should be aware of that he should be looking out for? There's really nothing he can do. I mean, even if he went to church three days a week, um, if that camshaft fails, it fails. So it's really not anything he can do. But he can do this. To minimize the damage, if he gets any engine clatter or if he gets any a misfire, that's the time to take it in. Don't wait until we fill the engine with ground-up metal from the camshaft because that's not what's in his best interest. And usually when we start grinding the cam off, then we're going to get a little lifter clatter because we've created a space in between where there's not supposed to be space. So that's all he, he can uses, do. You know, they recommend 0W20. You know, he's using the Dexos. Yeah. You know, certified. I've read different things. I mean, some people say it's really for engine life, you're better to use 5W30 than a 0W20, especially in Arizona. No, I disagree. Um, first of all, if you rub your hands together as fast as you can, put the palms of your hands together and rub them hard. Is there heat there? Right. Okay, do you want peanut butter to go in there and carry the heat away and provide the lubrication, or do you want water? Right. Okay. But he's not starting the truck when it's 20 below zero. Oh, you know Don't... what? That's a misnomer. That's a misnomer. Your zero twenty Dexos is a synthetic oil. It goes to 60 below zero. But your your manual's not written for Arizona. Your manual's written for all 50 states. So everybody else is going to sell you on the idea that Arizona's different. But a 20 weight causes the engine oil to turn to a tar. It's called oxidation. At between 450 and 500. Kevin, yes, is that motor going to survive a 450 to 500 degree engine temperature? No. It, it ain't. No, it's not designed for that. And it would... At 240, 260 is normal operating temperature on the high side, but when we start at 300 to 350, the, the motor's toast. Yeah. So the two parameters are 60 below zero to 450 to 500. Well, those parameters mean nothing to us in this part of the country. But 020 is the best fuel economy, the best protection, the bear, best wear agent, um, the lit, least amount of or, um, a water contamination or sludge. So 530 is going to lose fuel economy. It's not going to offer you the, bet, the cold weather uh, protection, even in Arizona. So I am a fan of zero twenty. Do you oftentimes move people out of there? To- no, okay, not at all. We we normally stick with the manufacturer's recommendations, especially on the zero twenty, the full synthetic, because they've done their homework, they've done all the research necessary to verify that is what's best for that application and that particular powertrain or that particular engine for fuel economy, performance, and longevity. There's no doubt about it. 
Well, and they're also warranting those for longer and longer and longer. So they want those motors to last, and they're going to... Now, the Dexo, Tony was right, it's a certification. Right. So um, Chevron has a Dexo certified engine oil, Valvoline, Quaker State, Pennzoil. All those guys have the same thing. What are you pouring over there? Kendall. Okay. And they have the Dexo certification as well, but almost most oil manufacturers these days have exactly that. that. Absolutely. So when you hear that you have to use Dexos, it's just not true. No, when when the, when when perhaps when somebody, somebody tells you that. That's right. That's right. Somebody in perhaps in a dealership where I think it happens every once in a while when you hear that you have to use a Dexos oil, RGM Dexos oil, that's not the truth. No. Because the certification allows Kendall to have it and Chevron and I pour Chevron. Exactly. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. When disaster strikes, when the world is turned upside down, children suffer the most, and meeting their unique needs is why Save the Children is there. Right now, Save the Children is making sure children and families devastated by Hurricane Harvey are getting the help they need. Your $50 right now to Save the Children will send love, care, and life-saving aid right here at home. Call 888-810-8275. That's 888-810-8275. Or give online right now at savethechildren.org slash radio. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station station will never do when you listen to 960 the patriot we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth and we'll prefer clarity over agreement right this is what our radio station is all about and as long as you're there to listen to us we'll be here for you please tell your friends about it absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station intelligent talk 960 the patriot 
I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Welcome back, everybody. 46 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and I need to catch up on a couple of my commercials. So let me tell you about Kurtz Automotive. He's at I-17 in Bell. You've probably heard of me talk about Kurtz. I know him personally. I know Jeff and Eric. They're both master technicians. Both of those guys are really, really good, really good at what they do. And I think Jeff's in charge of the, the service writing, and then Eric's in charge of the shop. And these two young guys are just an unbeatable team of diagnosticians that really are afraid of nothing. So they do electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, check engine lights. They do all that stuff, and they have the equipment necessary to do it. He's been around Kurtz since 1987, and he works on both gas and diesel. So Kurtz Automotive, I-17, and Bell. We're going to go back to Gil because Gil came to us, and he has an OO Taurus, but we had a phone connection problem. Gil, good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, 2,000 Taurus, uh, 130,000 miles, still looks and runs really good. Problem is, I can't figure out what the problem is, is uh, say you're cruising along 60, 70 miles an hour on the freeway, you're coming up traffic, and you just put the brake on a little bit to slow it down. The front end just wobbles like it's going out of style. I've had uh, just recently put new brakes on it, and the power steering pump was... Uh, uh, Lincoln, so I had power steering pump uh, replaced. Okay, uh, hold on, Gil. Hold on. Obviously, you still got it, so we don't really care what you've done because right. nothing has worked. That's true. Um, if you, I'm going to hit brakes right off the bat. Kevin's shaking his head, but if you did brakes and it was done right, and if the brakes were the problem, that cured it. If it was involved in the brakes and somebody did brakes it would have changed it for the better or worse. That still points at the brakes. What else could it be? You know, it could be something in the front end, like an inner tie rod, outer tie rod, something that's loose that gives the tire a little bit of a wobble, sometimes even a hub bearing. Or, but normally the symptoms are a little different. In most cases, it is brake-related, and it's normally warpage of your brake drums and or rotors. So the, the, the question is, is, is when they did the brake work, did they machine the, the drums or rotors? Did they replace them? Um, you know, what are the specifications of that drum or rotor? Are they at the minimum, um, or do they have plenty of metal left, and are they warped? There's a lot of times that when you pull the rotor off, there's con corrosion and dirt behind the rotor to the face of the axle. That's housing. true, too. So if you don't clean the back of the rotor up and you put it back on the way you found it, you haven't fixed the wobble in the rotor. And, and Gil, you said it only occurs when you hit the brakes. Correct. Okay. I agree with Kevin. It almost has to be a brake issue, and what I would do, and I think you would agree, is you take the front tires off of them, put a dial indicator on the two front rotors. It's a front-wheel drive. Right. Start it up, put it in drive, and just see how much wobble you got. And so if you've got 30,000, 40,000s worth of wobble, then that's it. If you've got three or 4,000s worth of wobble, that's not it. So it's kind of, it's just a little bit more work. Who did the brake work on it? Uh, was it Brakes RS to one of those places? Okay. Well, here's the issue. Is you still did they say that they're going to fix it? Uh, 
I took it back to them, and they pulled everything off, and they said the brakes are in good shape. Okay. Well, I would go back to them. I don't care who the shop is. If it was right. Kevin, I'd say the same thing. I would go back to them and say, look it. I brought it in here, and you said you could fix it, and it's not fixed. So I'm going to take it someplace else. And if the repair is tie rod ends, a rack bushing, or something like that, then I'm not coming back to you because it's not your fault. But if somebody else fixes it and they do brake work, then I'm going to be coming back, and we're going to talk about it. That's a perfectly acceptable way, especially if the shop keeps saying it's not my fault. Well, if I determine it is your fault, I'm coming back, and we'll talk money. If not, then I'm not coming back for that reason. Or I can take them back and tell them to you know, put it up uh, on the rack and run it and see what happens. No, because you got to drive that in order to oh, get it to happen. It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. you got to drive it. And, and the key here is, is it's only when breaking. That's the right. key. So if you do 70 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour, and you don't hit the brakes, there's no problem. Correct. So, but there's a slight problem with the tie rod ends. There's four of them, or the rack bushings. Um, Kevin, I yes, would sir. get in that thing and drive, and I would I would stand outside the car and I'd put my right hand on the steering and I'd be looking at the left front tire and I'd wiggle the steering back and forth gently and I'd make sure that they were synchronized. Sure. Then I'd have you get and move the steering wheel and I'd move to the passenger side. I'd touch the tire and watch your steering wheel with my eyes and watch for synchronization. Oh, yeah. And you've done that a hundred times. Sure. And so if you look at that and there's a delayed reaction on one side or the other, it still doesn't answer the question why it only occurs in braking, but it certainly could be part of the braking problem. Sure, and a lot of times what we see also is it's 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 sometimes related to the heat of the rotor or drum as well. Um, once it gets heated up, sometimes it distorts a little bit, so it changes the the the. Um, I guess the what's the word for it? Um, it changes. Well, it, it's gonna. It's the heat is gonna change the shape of the rotor. Exactly. Distortion is what I what I Distortion. initially said. So a lot of times it can be. You know, after you've driven for a while, a lot of times we get customers that come in with that particular problem. But it's after doing a lot of driving on hills and declines and um, things of that nature, and a lot of braking while they're coming down hills. They get those brakes nice and hot, and those rotors get heated up, and then they change the shape. They almost distort in a roundabout way, and therefore it's almost like a warped record. So when the brake pads applying against it. It's not a smooth, even surface. It's just a complete, you know, and you feel it. And, well, it does but, get, when it gets, you know, warmed up, it gets worse. Okay, but it's there at cold all the way through a warm-up, yes? Uh, a little bit cold, not a whole lot. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll start off and, oh, you don't notice it, but, uh, you know, it doesn't take long, maybe uh, five minutes and bang, it starts. Okay. One of the things you need to do, though, is you need to determine what speed it starts at. And that will help them diagnose it. But I probably wouldn't take it back to the shop that shined you on the second time. I'd probably take it to somebody else. What part of town do you live in? Uh, Scottsdale. Okay. I would go up to Air Park Auto. I'd go to Bridwell at Scottsdale and Lincoln. Air Park Auto is up at uh, Frank Lloyd Wright just south and just right off the 101. So oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty That's sure cool. one of those guys can do it. All righty. All right. Thank you. And, Alex, you're up next. Alex, how can I help you? Uh, thanks for taking the call, guys. Um, I have a... 2004 Chevy Silverado 2500 HD with 486,000 miles on it, and I've got a problem when I turn when I turn the truck on in the morning, the, the lights automatically go to high beam, and uh, so I just hit the selector switch and they go off, and then every time I make a right turn, they go to high beam, and it's driving me crazy, and I can't figure out what it is. 
I think it's the switch. I have to agree. I'd have to I'd have to believe that it's probably something in the turn signal slash high beamer combination switch itself. Um, especially, do you say after you make a left turn? After I make a left turn, it uh, pops into high beam again too. Okay. Well, um, that's a multi-function switch. You probably have cruise control right. on it. You got turn signals yeah. on it, and all that kind of stuff. I've yeah. never seen one last four hundred eighty-six thousand miles. I mean, you're. I mean, that's a that's a switch that we work. It's we work it hard. Everybody works that switch hard. Right. So um, I would think if you could drive around and um, and start wiggling it yourself. Um, and see if just the slightest amount of movement, which is unusual, the slightest amount of movement makes things change, then that's probably a good sign, a good diagnostic tool. Or if you hold it steady with your left hand as you drive around. What I don't understand is is why is its default in the high? Yeah. That's what bothered me. Oh, but how about this? How about he's coming down the street and he turns a hard left into his driveway and he shuts it off? And if left causes it to go to high beam, then that would leave it in high beam. Sure. So I don't know if you're turning left or right into your garage or your girlfriend's house, but I think the multi-switch is probably the most common problem, and it matches all your symptoms. I agree. Well, it's, uh, it, only, it only goes to high beam on the left-hand side after I complete the turn and it hits the, the click-off or whatever the heck it is inside the, that. Uh... Okay. So you're going straight down the road, and when yep. you turn left, it may go to high beam, but when it clicks off no, the high beam. No, it never beam, goes no, it never goes to high beam until after I make the turn, and then it flicks off. The, the uh, selector switches off from a turn signal to, to nothing. Then okay. it goes to high beam. It's still, we, we haven't changed our mind. Now, we're not okay. suggesting you go out there and, um, and, and just replace the multifunction switch. What we're suggesting is, is a senior guy is going to be able to go drive your car. He's going to know what it feels like. He's going to know yeah. how it's supposed to work. And I think that $35, $45, $55, $65 worth of diagnostic is going to virtually ensure um, that this is the multifunction switch. Yeah, the commonality okay. would be just that it, it is part of the turn signal switch as well, or the multifunction switch. And, and so... Um, they kind of go together. You've got that flipper that's part of that switch that would, you know, kick on the high beams. Um, but it's all, right. you know, in the same generality, it's all part of that same switch. So that would be a common. All your symptoms are common to that switch. All okay. your symptoms. All righty. Exactly. All right. Good luck to you, Alex. Thank you very much. That's a question I've never had before. Don't need Never. <laughs> yeah. 1988 never happened. Jim. Jim, good morning to you. How can I help you? Got a 2010 Dodge Ram. I had a EAS and a BRC light um, that wouldn't go away when I started the truck and just stayed on. Okay. So I looked it up and they said it was brake light switch. Put a new brake light switch in and that solved all my light problems. You know, with them going off, solved all that. But now I have a noise in my stupid radio, but it's only on one frequency. And it's, if I touch the brake pedal, that noise goes away. Wow. Hmm. That's the second question I've never had since 1988. Um, I think what you do is is you make sure that the rear taillight bulbs are exactly the ones you're supposed to have. And number two, I'd switch them from side to side and see if that changes anything. I'd put a little dielectric grease around the base, the, the brass base of the light. You can buy a little bitty tube for less than a dollar. Um, and I'd also make sure that... Your, your left turn and right turn and your brake lights are working, so have somebody exercise all of that and you stand behind it because that noise could be coming from the multifunction switch, but 
it also could be coming from some kind of an electrical interference of a bad connection and really I wouldn't have changed the brake light I would have gone back and looked at the grounds and looked at the at the taillight bulbs before I changed the brake light switch how about you yeah I agree with that 100 percent it sounds like it's a frequency coming through maybe a bad ground or you know electrical yeah it's not like we haven't seen that before bad grounds are a real common problem and we haven't seen those before until the last probably 10 years so, Jim, I don't really know, but um, the interference, maybe take one bulb out at a time and see if the interference goes away with that bulb. And that would help you determine that it's a socket problem or something like that. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, so you can call in. We'll be back in about six minutes, 602-508-0960.